think about the sorts of businesses that are going to benefit from a capital asset write-off. Let's start with it. There are going to be industries where you're likely to actually be buying you know, capital assets, so tend to be more things like uh, agriculture, resources, uh, things that have heavy machinery. Yeah. Not necessarily heavy. I mean, you could, in a cafe, buy like a coffee, coffee, coffee machine. machine, but they tend towards ones which are really capital intensive mm. as opposed to ones which are more service-based, uh, such as education or care work, uh, which actually, or tourism, mm. in which women, you know, or, or the arts, women actually, and the Annabelle Crabbe's analysis of that is actually over the weekend phenomenal, showing that the industries that are most in trouble have received the least amount of funding in this package, and they also happen to be the ones in which you have a high proportion of women participating. Mm. So this is where the imbalance is coming in terms of, you know, yeah, sure, women pay taxes, women drive on roads, but you know, women don't... Like, proportion of kind of people getting jobs yeah. from the roads being built are going to be blokes. This is why you would have a, a policy measure like this security, the, the security package, mm. but to throw it $231 million That's is just nothing. patently... Is it like a blokey a, budget in general? It's a total Do you blokey think? Yeah. budget. Yeah, yeah. It's, a total blo- it's a blokey budget, and it's a budget that's... Yeah, it's but it's a budget around where they they've turned they've turned a tax they've turned expenditure into a tax cut, and I think part of that is it just sounds better because now they're not spending money; they're just putting it, making it a tax cut. Yeah, like it's back just, into the economy. Back into the economy. Now you asked me to have a look at the R and D incentive. Yes, you told me you found something good. This, I'm excited. Yeah, because I've I've been. Looking at this measure for ages and couldn't be bothered figuring out because I think it's intentionally really confusing. Okay. Because <laughs> um, I was in I was in the lockup in 2018 when they actually made a whole bunch of changes to it and none of us could really figure out what Ooh, was going on. Okay. We were like, okay, this is strange. So, in short, this tax incentive has gone through a game of hokey pokey. Like, it's in, it's out, yeah. you've thrown it all about, yeah. and now you got to the point where the... In 2016, the Turnbull government did a review of this tax incentive because it's the number one way, this the number one program by which this government supports innovation in Australia. Okay. What does that term mean? Innovation? Yeah, well, like, like realistically. Te- technology, science, yeah. research. STEM. Yeah, right. STEM. Okay, so the number one way they do that, a third of their money in rough handfuls was going through this um, tax incentive to businesses. Okay. So about $3 billion. And back in 2016, there was concerns that, that we weren't actually getting bang for buck for that. <laughs> okay, just giving a tax break to businesses might not be the best way. So they did a review uh, and they convened like 92 submissions from whole from businesses, consultants, experts in the area, and they concluded that, yeah, that it actually wasn't necessarily delivering its own its objectives, which is to deliver, to kind of promote innovation that's going to be, to the, the, to promote businesses to invest in innovation that wouldn't be done otherwise. Right. And, and also, hopefully, that it's going to have some social benefits, yeah. some spillover. And said, look, as it was designed in that time, it could be better um, reined in and adjusted so it could be more targeted. So you're actually giving the tax incentive to people, to organisations where you're going to get that bang for buck. Sounds very Turnbull-esque. Yeah, yeah. And so what they did in 2018 in that budget where we had no idea what they were doing, Mm. they uh, brought in most of those recommendations. One, that they put in a... A cap for they kind of split down the middle in terms of for small companies they put a cap on the amount of cash that the companies could get back. Okay. This is important because 
In the world of tax, there's a big divide between the sorts of measures that reduce a business's tax tax debt to zero, mm. which is nice, but it means you actually have to earn a profit for it yeah. to be worthwhile, versus measures where you can actually get a refund. You mm. can be losing money and the ATO is going to give you money because yeah. of the amount that you spend. So what they did is they put a cap on the amount that organisations, small organisations, could get a refund for. So they can't just roll the... Yeah, so they can't just be spending money yeah. and getting cash from the ATO. Cool, for. all right. Yeah, yeah good, great good, sensible. Um, and they also, in terms of the large companies, they went, you know, it's not just good enough for you to be doing some R&D. We're going to actually tier the amount that you you get back based on how intensely you're doing your hmm. R&D. So really rewarding the organisations, the big organisations that are actually, you know, focused on R&D yeah. efforts. It's not just this side hustle on yeah. the side, You've right? got two people in your yeah. R&D department. Yeah, exactly. And so they created this tiered system and they had four tiers in 2018. Okay. Six months later, when it actually came to legislate, the government balked. And so what happened was that they pushed back the changes a year, okay, for transitional, and they thought, oh, four tiers for those large organisations, bit much. Let's make them three, because we want to keep it simple, right? Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, and then what we saw just last week is that, like, it's all back to the beginning. Oh. So the cap on the small companies, gone. Gone, wow. The tiers... Were four, were three, down to two. And then if you look at the rates at which companies can, uh, the, the rates at which companies can get for this offset, they're back to levels at or above what they were in 2016. So how much can you, hypothetically? So if you're a, uh, if you are a large company, your tax rate, your tax offset will be, um, if like the the highest rate is at 46.5%. Wow. So that means for every dollar that you spend on R&D, assuming that you're you are actually kind of spent like assume for every dollar that you're spending on the R&D, you're getting an offset of 46 cents. Holy moly. So it's you're paying for half their R&D wow. budget. Yeah. And how much could like to me it seems like if that's such an incentive you would have businesses and maybe that was the idea of the whole tier system that you'd have businesses that over time would just see the benefits of that tax cut and start to just specialize almost in R&D. Yeah. So yeah. you'd have that. Well again, this idea that it's going to spill over. Yeah. Like and and I don't want to slam is it? spending is money like... on innovation. Spending on innovation is a great mm. way to drive economic activity. But we also just have to think through like where you're going to get the most bang for the buck. Now you could put money through a tax incentive for businesses. That's one way to do it. Australia does this. Uh, Canada does this. The Netherlands does this. No one else in the OECD does this. Everyone like that. We're kind of anomaly in that <laughs> sense and relying on business tax incentives. So back in that 2016 review, some economists were comparing the cost benefit of doing like a tax incentive versus money going through other sorts of programs, Mm. like, you know, funding universities, (laughs) funding public research agencies. Mm. And they're doing the cost-benefit. And in that, they say, well, one, it's hard to actually figure out the cost-benefit because it really depends on your parameters, like Mm. on your estimates of how much extra innovation you're actually funding and how much it spills over. Really hard to estimate. So it varies widely depending on your assumptions about those. Mm. But... If we're comparing to money that goes through, say, universities or other direct funding of research, for the tax incentive from businesses to beat that, it can, but it's only under the best case scenario. Wow. So you have to have, in terms of your assumptions about... 
In terms of the assumptions of what it takes for sending the tax cut through, in terms of just the innovation benefits, and we're not talking about even the effect of the jobs that are currently being lost in the tertiary no, sector. Yeah. We're just talking about where you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck in terms of generating Australia's innovative capacity. The business tax cut can, the business tax incentive can work, but and it could be better, but only in the best case scenario. Mm. And and okay, and lastly, to throw us all into the mix, so a 2018 measure, like the changes they did in 2018, was meant to reduce the R and D tax incentive by two billion dollars. The watering down that happened six months later actually knocked 400 million Whole off thing. that. What got announced last Tuesday says it's now going to cost us an additional $2 billion. My God. So we're actually back to the position we were three years ago. And if you think about that $2 billion, to put that into kind of context, the extra $2 billion they're giving to business is double the amount that they've just, the extra money they're giving to universities for research, and almost five times the amount they're giving to the CSIRO. 